I'm sure and most Western, Western countries have this kind. You know, oh, like totally. the small, t- the small villages, townships that are sort of ten to thirty minutes drive between each. And if you mm. drove through them at the max speed, it'd be like. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode, another special episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. We are here today on the 10th of June. It is a Friday. It is 5.30, uh, at the time of recording this. And we are, once again, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between and outside in the same room Woo-hoo. once again. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a monumous occasion, which we will get into more as the podcast continues on um but yeah we're 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 here together and it's it's been it's been a very fun week um which we will like i said we will catch you up on but it's been two weeks i believe since we've done our last podcast so there is things to fill you in on and let you in in our world things we have been watching things that have been happening um and just all round ruminations of our lives um but before we get into any of that we start where we always start in brulette and that is Brulette 39. We have done we have done this for 39 weeks and we have yet to be successful. And what that success is, is James and I endeavouring to buy and purchase the same craft beer from different supermarkets. Um, and yeah, it's it'll happen eventually. But we are we are we are running through um, alcoholic beverages. So Let's start off. Do you remember your beer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Sweet. All right. On the mm-hmm. count of three, we will name what style of beer we are drinking. One, two, three. IPA. Mm. <coughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> Once again, I think this happened last time as we had, we had the same type, but it was slightly off. Right. I don't remember. It's mm. been a long two weeks, man. It has been a long Hello, two weeks. Hello, it's me. I'm here. It's James. Um, yes. Well, Brulette's been unsuccessful, so let's just dive into it. Um, what are you drinking as we reach to our cans, which we've hidden in various items of clothing? I've hidden in my um, Peter Alexander, not a sponsor, uh, Marvel boxes briefs. I'm drinking Castles Tropican IPA. Um, Castles um, I've had before, um, many, many weeks ago, um, and yeah, Tropican, an IPA, it, um, it tells me that it is a uh, fruity IPA, so yeah. Where's Castles from? Uh, Castles, once again, is from Christchurch. Christchurch. Wilston, Wilston Christchurch. Mm. Yeah, that's me. What are you I doing? I don't remember you, do, what was, do you remember the last one? Yeah, it was the, the Nectaron. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did the nectar on. Um, rated pretty well, if I do remember off the top of my head. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the last cut. Castles do a lot of stouts. Uh, like milky milky stouts and not things. Not for us. Not for us, no, not here. Um, but yeah, saw this one today um, in, in, a new ma- uh, in a new world, which we will get into where that new world is. Um, yeah, Castles Tropican IPA. Nice. Well, I have a very special beer today. And that beer is... Garage Project's new slash yet to be released slash 
recently released, I'm not yet sure. Um, tasty, hazy, uh, mango, ginger, and tamarind hazy. Now, this beer, Ooh. this beer was a product of last year's Wellington on a Plate Awards, ah. where Egmont Street Eatery won the Best Burger Award. And by winning that award, part of what they got to do was make a beer with Garage Project. Wow. Based around the flavors of their burger, which was a sort of Jamaican-themed um, burger, which I didn't try. But now working at Egmont Street Eatery, I had a sort of uh, early access. And uh, once again, I've cheated on Brulee. I did not buy this beer. It was provided for oh, me. Oh, for root cake. I think it is... I think it's in supermarkets now. Like, they've made it for distribution. Um, might be a limited run, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I was like, we have to try this on the show. Yeah. When Jono, the manager, gave it to me, I was like, well, it has to have an objective <laughs> rating for the yes, show. true. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to try this because tamarind is very specific and a flavor that I don't think has been on true beautiful yet. design as well obviously yeah. we always talk about visuals with these things but being mm. a podcast you the listener can't see it but that's a nice looking can because some beers are just in cans with average designs yes and that's not saying that garage project always does great designs because mm. they don't some are better than others true. this one in particular is yeah it's good this is the color uh the most colorful castles can they've done usually black mm. very black with just a small design on the front but here we are quite similar actually both cans both, feature animals both and got, fruit. Both got birds. Mm. Mm, very close. See anyway, let's crack in. Nice one. Well, cheers to you, my hey, friend. Cheers. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Tell me about yours. Yeah, nice. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, fruity hints coming straight away. Um, kind of got that back end bitterness, uh, but not as strong as what I had last time. I remember the, you know, you get your double IPAs, which I enjoy quite heavy, but yeah, this one's quite, uh, light on the way out. I mean, IPA, Indian pale ale, so it's not going to be too much, but, um, yeah, fruity is in the description and uh, fruity it is on the first sip. Um, the tasty hazy spelt with two E's on both words, um, really light. In a nice way, and there's definitely an interesting flavour there with sort of tamarind and ginger. It's almost heading down the like alcoholic ginger beer sort mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. sort of area. Um, I know there's a very popular. I think it's Garage Project alcoholic ginger beer called Ginger Fusion that Rogue Vagabond always has on tap. That's yeah. very very good. Um, I'm just going to have a, get into having more sips. Yeah, have nice, sip. nice to start with. You know what I was just thinking? Should I get it? Should I get those glasses? Yeah, and go we can on. Try, yeah, go on. Entertain the people the for a second. Hotel room provided amenity glasses because that's right. Matt and I are shacked up in a hotel room together. Um, as we've mentioned previously, we are on tour. We're touring our show. Well, Woo! touring our show. We are in the middle of our season. You go on the wine glasses. Interesting. Well, are we drinking wine? Well, no. And now we are. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very classy. So, yes, Matt and I uh, have been together for the last uh, however many days. He came down from Auckland last Thursday. Uh, we went straight into rehearsals for our show, Off the Page, for the Featherston Booktown Festival. Had a very intensive rehearsal period, which we'll go into in more depth, I'm sure. 
uh, and then we came over the hill, the Rimatakas, to the Wairarapa, and today and yesterday we did four school shows total of our show, uh, and then tomorrow we have the final two shows, which is in the bookshops in Featherston as part of the festival, so yeah, we've been in the Wairarapa for, what is this, day three? Day three. Day three. Uh, and we are sharing a hotel room, <laughs> separate beds. Big beds as well. They are big. They are big beds. <laughs> uh, which is where we are tonight, enjoying a beverage after two two long days of, of the show. Um, but, but we'll probably rewind our way, rewind our way back. But yes, that's where we come to you. So, you know, this is a unique episode. Only this episode ever will this particular acoustic appear. We won't name where we are, you know. Again, you know, sponsors are free. We don't yeah, really know where we are. Um, but, yeah, I guess, but how are you, man? You know, it's been a lot of time <laughs> with you. We don't. This is not a catch-up episode by no, any means. No, it's not. That's very true. It's not. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fill-in for, for the listeners, basically. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I've been... After these two days of performances and things like that, like I'm in a, I'm in really good. You know, I think I talked about it last last episode how I was kind of feeling through May and you know what that was kind of doing to me mentally, physically, and things like that. Um, I was just in, really in a in a rut. Um, and last week I was you know still kind of in that rut, but being like, look, mentally you really need to start like switching on and. And getting ready for, um, you know, coming down here and things. And then as soon as I got into Wellington and we started getting into rehearsals, seeing you again, it was like, yeah, this is this is old times. This is the first time I've done a show in two years. You know, I, I started rehearsing for a show that got postponed because of COVID and then it got cancelled because of COVID. So this is the first time, not that I, you know, I've been in a rehearsal room, we had the show, it was on the way, but this is the first time, you know, I've actually performed in front mm. of people in quite mm. a long time, and even though they were four different schools. With, Tough crowds. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to get to that. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, different different schools and atmospheres and things, but them and themselves were really rewarding and i said this to james yesterday actually after we had finished one of the one of the performances i Mm. was like school performances are both like you know probably one of the hardest things you can do but probably the most rewarding things Mm. you can do as well now i love a crowd and i love it when a crowd gives me as much as they can kids they don't really give you a lot i mean you know some kids were generous and some better you know some not better but some schools louder than others um, but yeah, I, I I like to think that stepping away from those schools, if if I was back in school and I remember some of the performances coming to school or when we went down to our sister's school. I don't school. remember anything. No? I'm sure people came into like assemblies <laughs> and did short performances and stuff, but I don't ever remember seeing anything. I, I remember going out mm, mm. to see shows yep. with our drama classes, mm-hmm. but I don't remember people coming into school and doing a theatre show. I remember them doing like, presentation yeah 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 safe driving or like oh yeah young leadership or that sort of stuff but not not like a show i remember the guy that came in he's like hey my name's lex rhymes with six and he'd have us that was the first line he had us right us right from the get-go it was about yeah it was about safety of some sort that dude was not called lex (laughs) 
Um, no, yeah, we went down to our sister school and we watched a performance of it was this, it was a comedy show of some sort, and then we saw an abridged version of Merchant of Venice, modernized, mm. which was pretty cool. I also performed in a <laughs> in Shut an assembly up. once. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, that's basically where I've been at this past week is just absolutely reveling the fact that I'm doing a show with my best friend, James, who you all know as he goes and blows his nose. Um, and I just get to, yeah, just have fun and enjoy it and do what I want to be doing, uh, with my life (laughs) and that's, and that's performing and doing shows and especially with someone as, you know, as who I am as so close with than that being James. talented wonderful and also I, the other beautiful thing about this whole trip is that I was able to come down to Wellington with Morgan my partner um, yeah we both came down together and are staying in a hotel in Wellington um, and it's been great you know obviously it's been a bit of a role reversal for Morgan in the sense of I've been the one going out and going to work and then coming back after a long day and being the one that's tired. Um, so we definitely had a dynamic shift in that way. And what what is what is going on out there? Where are we? <laughs> um, and what that you know feels like for both of us. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. You know, we've gone out and done lunches and dinners mm. and things like that and kind of just being a little bit more acquainted with Wellington, the city that I lived in for six years and Morgan's only ever second time down to Wellington. So that's been really fun as well. But yeah, I think it's, 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 it's great to be back for the circumstances that, that, that I have been here for. Hmm. Uh, so it's been just a lot of a lot of fun. And I've also never been up these ways in Masterton, mm. where we are right now and, and doing these performances. I've never been here. I lived in Wellington for six years. Never went over the over the hills, over the ranges. So, you know, first time rolling through Featherston, rolling through Carterton, and then in on to Masterton. So it's really cool. Reminds me of home. It yeah. really reminds me of the Waikato. I yeah. kept on saying this to James. Is It reminds me of Te Aumuru, where I grew up. Mm. And... Hamilton and just in and around all those small towns around there. It's very, you know, very farmer, Kiwiana orientated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not from New Zealand, as many of our listeners are or are not from New Zealand, um, where we are right now is about 90 minutes drive from Wellington, the capital of New Zealand, which is right at the bottom of uh, the North Island. And to get here, you kind of have to drive over this set of hill ranges called the Rumatakas, which is a sort of classically not fun drive, very windy, cliff edge on one side. Not quite the sort of South America one-car lane type situation, <laughs> but it's still pretty twisty and I turning. was looking down while you were driving. I was like, yeah, yeah if we went down this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get, the only way to get there is to drive over the hill. Uh, and if you have a good run, it takes about an hour, longer if you, if you have, obviously, a worse run with traffic or weather or whatever. Uh, but we're currently in Marston, which is probably the third fourth town over the other side of the hill and the first kind of town that has a mcdonald's (laughs) yeah a burger king a burger king kfc and a a subway and a subway (laughs) uh and the the featherston booktown festival is in featherston of course and featherston is tiny Mm. but they have seven bookshops yeah uh, it it absolutely amazed me what featherston was i'm sure most western countries have this kind you know like small small villages townships that are sort of 
10 to 30 minutes drive between each and if you mm. drove through them at the max speed it'd be like mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's classified as a, a book town with, yeah. yeah all of those different libraries and things like that but yeah it's, it's crazy how fast you can be in it and out it oh yeah but can have such as this big festival that's mm. going on mm. you know the fact that we are performing at it and other people associated with the featherston booktown have been performing at other schools and doing readings and halls mm-hmm. it started today i believe it did, yeah the, the sort of big launch the event big is launch so now we're not there. Yeah, we're not there. Um, we could have gone, but yeah. uh, our our sort of pass tickets didn't get us free tickets to the thing. And you know we're you know we're on a bit of a budget. James's producer had has done his best. He's done very well everyone. to get our budget going. So, very well. So to sort of I guess dip behind the curtain of the show. Basically, uh, we got funding for the show from a funding organisation called Trust House Foundation. Thank you, Trust House Foundation. Thank you. Uh, who who they get their money from Creative New Zealand. So it all sort of trickles down uh, and they provide funding to events in the Wired Up specifically. Mm. Uh, and so when I pitched the show, I put a budget together for two of us as actors, myself producing the show. And you sort of just have to best estimate how much money you think you're going to need while balancing the fact that you want to get the funding it's kind of like any of those video games where you know i think of that balloon blowing up thing in in mario oh yes where you at the end of the time you want to have the biggest balloon but if it pops pops. you lose yeah and that's literally what making a budget is you want to boost as much money as you can Mm -hmm. without crossing the threshold where they just don't fund you totally and you know when you look at a certain amount of money you know that's in in four four digits on a piece of paper and you go that looks like a lot of money but when you break it down into the hours of rehearsal time you know the driving time all the amount of effort that you know we've had to put into learning the lines which you never get paid for you just have to sort of turn up to rehearsal and you start getting paid during rehearsal but everything you've prepped up until that point you know, it really dilutes the amount of money that you're paying yourself as mm. an artist, which is really hard. Mm. Which is why when you have money in your budget for things like per diem, so, you know, we're not living in either our cities, so we need money to, uh, you know, buy food for ourselves. You know, we're in a hotel room, we can't cook for ourselves. You know, you could go out and <laughs> slap up feed every day. <laughs> Or you could be sensible like us and, you know, oh, go to the supermarket yeah. for lunches and breakfasts and stuff, which which we will we will get into. I feel like I feel like we've we've gotta go into that line specifically. But yeah, I just wanted to say it's been a it's been a lot of fun. It has been stressful, it yeah. has been tiring, but I think that's been uh heavily weighted towards all the producing stuff, which I've never done before. Mm. Um, you know, there've been points over the last few days where I've gone, Oh yeah, I have to email these people so they know that we're definitely coming to their school to perform tomorrow and going, you know, do we have all the props and the stuff we need? You know, we don't have a stage manager on the show. Uh, we don't have a separate director on the show. We don't have a technician on the show. It's just the two of us. You know, if we'd left something back in Wellington, that's, yeah, that's up to us to yeah. sort it out. Yeah. The show itself and the stress, you know, the nerves that comes with any show has been a certain proportion of that. But, you know, we, we kind of left Wellington on Wednesday with the show in place. You know, we needed to do a few more runs in the hotel room and in the car, you know, <laughs> to really lock it in. But there's been all the other stuff that has surrounded it, which I guess validates uh, 
paying people to be the producer or the tech totally. advisor or, or whatever. But what I wanted to ask you, what was at what point in this process have you felt the most stressed? The most stressed? So we did our first <clears throat> short rehearsal on Thursday, three mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Three hours on Friday, day off Saturday, three hours on Sunday, mm. and then basically two full days on Monday and Tuesday. Mm. At what point were you, were you the most like, not not ready that honestly I, th- I i was probably the most stressed um before i came down to wellington because uh and look i'm going to be very open with this and i open with james because he's been here the whole entire time um i was learning lines for this thing has was just so difficult um and a lot of things just weren't sticking in my brain i'd gone over it and seen it and things like that but i guess i really didn't commit enough time to it so before coming down to wellington was probably the most stressed that i was but there then i can attribute everything to you in the sense of just just keeping like just keeping it so calm mm. and not to the point of being like nah don't stress about it mate like yeah. nah, it's sweet as just the fact of being in the room with you and just getting to work really took the pressure off me um and we made we you know uh, i've cheated a few a few things for the play (laughs) in itself in terms of lines and stuff but you really made it easy to just get on with the work and because i've been in rehearsal environments where it's like lines down here but you have to be lines Mm. down here and we obviously went into the fact of being like, we should have our lines done by the time we get to rehearsals. Mm. That was just what we wanted it to happen. So that's why I was stressed. Yeah. But as soon as we got into the rehearsal room where we just started getting into it and you helped me so much with my lines, Morgan helped me so much with my lines during the week. But because I was in that work mode of just performing and rehearsals, um, it slowly all started to come in and settle down. Um, and then probably the next thing to kind of um top that would be pulling into the school (laughs) (laughs) the first one yeah pulling into the school for the first performance just being like yeah i mean yeah we're doing it now yeah and it being a school as well i mean i know it's a school and there are only kids and stuff but it's still like yeah this is an audience of young eyes Mm. you know so uh, i wanted it to be like if i was these kids and walk away being like what what would i want them to feel Mm -hmm. after this piece being like wow i'm glad i got an hour out of class for that yeah. or <laughs> i mean i've probably been honestly and this is this stays between you and me <laughs> no one else here i've probably been close to the other end of the spectrum with the show where i've been like i designed and curated the show for the booktown festival totally it's been added on to the school yep. and the sort of the powers that be saying you know is it appropriate is it good for them and i'd be like yeah it's it's great but we didn't we didn't design it specifically for the schools no totally and we had no control over it being year nines tens elevens twelves thirteens which mm-hmm. is a massive range of students we probably had some year sevens and eights today no control over whether it was english students or drama students or students who frankly couldn't give two shits <laughs> um you don't have control over nah. that with a school show nah. and i think probably because you have you never done a school show before no, I mean, I, I can only attribute to, like, performing at Sheila Wynn. Yeah. Not yeah. as a school. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I've never yeah. really done a yeah. school tour yeah. apart from Shakespeare. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess me doing Batch last year mm. sort of made me mm. un- 
you get that understanding of how diverse the audience is going to be, yeah. how the energy is going to be completely different. And actually, you can't force kids to like what you're doing. Yeah, heck yeah. Like, I love our show. I think our oh, show is yeah. great. There's some some kids will just see it and be like, boring. <laughs> totally. Didn't understand it. And yeah. that, that's just doing, doing school shows. And yeah. the four that we've done have been very very different we won't go into a categorical breakdown of the uh <laughs> the, the schools themselves that wouldn't be appropriate but they have been four very different audiences and the yep. reception that we've had the size of the audience the kind of enthusiasm of the audience um has been an, an interesting two days and but i mean very tiring right the show is sort of 50 minutes and we've literally been you know zooming from school to school uh st- stuffing food into our mouths when possible <laughs> Um, very unglamorous sort of lifestyle. And as I said to, to Matt, very different from the, you know, if you're doing a season at Bats or Circa or any mm. theatre in the world, most of the time your shows are in the evening. And so you can wake up in your own bed. You actually have a pretty relaxed day leading up to the show. Mm. This has been a bit different with our first shows being at kind of 10.30 and then, you know, having to wake up for that and then getting on the road to a second show. I've been napping. Um, you have been, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, it has been a good couple of good couple of days. I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying just crashing out in the hotel in the afternoons. Had Cut. to drag myself away from a nap to do this, uh, <laughs> which we were meant to do yesterday, but I was sleeping through. Um, but yes, as we said before, we've been very we've been very good with our budget. You know, we've we've gone out for dinners, but lunch, breakfast, we're like, how can we save our money, pull our money? I think we spent about 50 bucks at yep. the supermarket on th- uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, mandarins, bananas, muesli bars, uh, crackers, sliced mango for Matt, peanuts for myself, yep. uh, and then a loaf of bread, shaved ham, a big lettuce, one jar of relish, sandwiches for the last two days, the same sandwiches. Yep. Uh, all you really need for a good sandwich, I would say, is a decent bread, some form of relish or, or some, you know, we were saying, you know, do we buy a mayo yeah, do, or do, do we butter yeah, or butter, rel- yeah. relish made the most sense. Um, and sort of two core ingredients. So we went ham and lettuce. And I think we what we probably sp- spent like $20 each on those things, which have lasted us essentially four meals. So yep. like $5 a meal. Huh? And then, yeah. yeah, I got me, a, I needed, I need my V in the mornings because mm. we're getting up and doing things. Needed to get me a box of V's, which I, you know, obviously comes out of my split of everything. Um, yeah. I, it's, I, I, I've really enjoyed it. Like it's, it's like it, camp, man. It, like that, I, that's exactly what I was going to say was like, it's like camp. It really, it, it's really felt like. But you've that. only got one roommate, <laughs> and you're stuck with him. <laughs> but the, I, th- I, well, and that's just it. I mean, the fact that it's one roommate and it's been you the whole entire time, it's been so full, it, like f- full. It's been so cool. It's been so much fun. But the fact that we can come back and just, you can have a nap, and yeah. I can just go it's on my okay laptop. To do nothing. It's okay to do nothing. Which yeah, I guess exactly. is that's the whole like relationship between two people that have known each other for a while. Mm, true is we're both very comfortable just doing nothing and not having to talk or having to interact with each other. Mm. It's nice to be comfortable enough in the friendship and know each other well enough outside of the sort of professional working atmosphere to go, then the other person isn't going to think I'm antisocial or, you know, to... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bro, let's go, do, let's go play yeah. some ball. Let's go I mean, do something. There's stuff to do in Masterton, but, you know, there's nothing in particular dragging us out of the hotel room. <laughs> 
Um, but this sort of brings me to the question that I have for you today, mm-hmm. if you're sort of ready for a question. Of I know course. It's, I know it's perhaps a little bit early. We've sort of said that there isn't a whole lot more for us to catch up on. I know you have something that you were meant to talk about last week that we might come to, but I'll ask you this question Well, that's first. in terms of what are we watching. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, so that's coming. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but I have a question which sort of feels appropriate now, and we can loop back to anything else later on. Uh, and my question to you relates very specifically to where we are right now. Okay. And that question is, on the hierarchy of elements, what is most important to least important and to making a nice hotel room? (laughs) I'm going to throw some elements at Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. I was trying to think of different ways to do this. Part of me was thinking, you know how sometimes, I mean, this is going to be really niche and won't hurt to lots of people. You know, on Facebook and Instagram, sometimes it'll show like, form your top five best ever NBA team and like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant and stuff are worth $5 yeah. and certain people oh, are worth yes. one and you have $10, You've got $10 to form $10 to work with. I was yeah. trying to figure out the kind of $5 key elements and mm-hmm. $1 not so important, but I think it's too difficult of a spectrum. So I think I'll just throw elements at you and we can discuss them. Okay. Uh, I think bed and pillow comfort is kind totally. of a key element. Uh, I'm not going to put bed and pillow size because that is specifically related to sort of what you book, right? Totally. Bed and pillow comfort. Uh, the bathroom. Yes. Space, generally. Just, just sort of, room space. Just room space. Yeah. Or you might call it kind of layout or orientation. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's layout. Kind yeah, of yeah, one yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, view. So into that, I say, like, do you have windows? Do you have a door that opens? Can you stand outside the door? Are you on the ground floor? Are you on the top? All that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Decor. So that is, I guess, just the colors, the design of everything, the location of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lighting. Yes. Uh, What is that? Oh, God, my handwriting is terrible. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say amenities. Yes, um, yes. Which is quite a big category, so we might want to break it down into the amenities that pertain to food and drink, i.e., you know, do you have a fridge? Do you have a kettle? Do you have a stovetop as well? Yes. I mean, part of the reason for this question was Matt and I were trying to figure out what defines a hotel versus a motel. Yeah. Um, And then I think you also have amenities in terms of the, like, TV desk area. Yep. And then you probably also have amenities. Heating. Yeah, heating. That's important. Heating. That's important. And then you also have amenities within the bathroom sort of specifically. I know I know, we said bathroom uh, as its own category, but that I'm more thinking of, do you have a shower? Do you have a bath? Yes. Do you have both? Yeah. Does it have a nice mirror? Yeah. To me, that's a separate category from, oh, they've provided body wash yeah. and an extra towel, even though they didn't know there's only two of you. Um, can you think of anything else before we sort of um, dive in as we no. literally look around us? Yeah, food, drink, fridge, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, I mean, would you say like, and this depends on whether it's that hotel, motel, what kind of, uh, like service. Like what kind of service you get with the, you know, some places you go, you could get a, a breakfast with the room. Or, um, you know, where we're staying here, we get a 
towels changed mm. every day? I'm going to say no, because I think... Fine. I'm, <laughs> no, terrible. Thank you for the rough, but terrible. No, just because I think of this as like a... You walk into a hotel room... It's the whether you Whether you've booked it yourself, someone you know has booked it, yeah. a company has booked it for you, your mm-hmm. work or whatever, you walk in and within the first two minutes, you form a base understanding of you're like, oh, this is quite big and like, oh, the lights are there and oh, the bathroom's got... You form that initial thing. Totally. And then say if you're staying multiple nights, that's when you start to form like, oh, oh the heat is quite that... loud yeah. or like, yeah. oh, that's actually really annoyingly placed and oh, there's one mug but there's two of us you know you kind of get different it's it's pure it's almost devoid of any interaction with hotel staff it's pure because i think my question comes down to the interesting thing of like designing a hotel room how do you design it how do you prioritize Mm -hmm. what's important where do you spend your money Mm -hmm. and how does that relate to you know you if we did it like you have a hundred dollars to that'd be a really interesting hotel concept you come in with a hundred dollars to spend per night, and you can yeah, you can design. sort of you sort of pick what's important to you. That would be sick. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be, really, be really cool. Because cool. yeah, you can not yeah not spend money on things that you don't really care about in the room. Yeah. That, write that's it down. A that's a good sick idea, concept. man. That's we might a have sick to cut, concept. We might have to cut that out. Design a room, because it's always size of bed, and yeah. space is something you spend money on, and maybe bathroom is something you spend money on. But yeah, if you could go like, oh That's yeah, amazing. we want a f- we want a fridge. Maybe the whole like stovetop thing would be hard to put. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, unless you did like a camping stovetop. Yeah, true. I mean, like, we'll work, work on it. Anyway, let anyway, me, let me get into anyway, my list. So, as so I look at where it. is where does your important stuff lie? Yeah, honestly, first and foremost, the first thing I noticed coming in here, and I was like, good, was the space. Space is so Room important. and space. And I noticed that exactly the same at our hotel in Wellington. As soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, this is spacious. Mm. This has got plenty of space. If I'm going somewhere else away from home, I want to feel comfortable, but not in the sense of like small and cramped and things. I want the room to be able to have an... I want the room to have enough room where yeah. I can make make it feel like home yeah. for a short amount of time. Yeah. And so, yeah, right here, the fact that we've got two... What do you say those are? Queens? Yeah, I think doubles? they're queens. They're bigger than doubles, They're going right? to be queens. I'm too tall for a double, so my feet hang over the edge. Yeah, exactly. So we've got two queen beds in here, and we've still got a desk and uh, plenty of space we're sitting on a table right now so yeah number one room space yeah i think i think it's important in the sense of just feeling (sighs) yeah i don't know you've got room to breathe i think i'd rather have a eight out of ten space and a seven out of ten comfort bed than a six out of ten space and a nine out of ten totally bed. or some version of yep. those those number swaps yep i agree yeah well next to go on from that is the bed mm-hmm. i i i mean i'm i don't know i'm not too fussed i i will sleep on a hard bed or a soft bed but coming in here and seeing how big the bed was and i don't know the fact that i laid on it and i was like yeah this is yeah i'm i can mm. i can sleep on this i like a firmer bed mm. i don't like a soft bed so the fact that it was slightly firmer mm. i was like thank you um it, it's 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 hard because i mean sometimes uh, like i said my instincts are like i could sleep anywhere mm. but at the same time if the bed's comfortable then it's like yeah well i'm gonna have a good night's sleep yeah <laughs> which is important if you're away from home see again with my out of 10 scaling thing <laughs> For me, I think my 
importance of pillow yeah. is really high in comparison I to importance of I miss my tri-pillow. What is that? A tri-pillow. A triangle pillow. Oh, you have one of those. Yeah, M- Morgan and I. Two tri-pillows on the bed. We love sleeping like we're cuddling... And it's weird, before we got together, we were both doing it separately in mm. our own places. But yeah, tri-pillow is literally a triangle, and you kind of put your head on one. Uh, it depends on how you want to do it, but you can put your head on one, and you kind of like cuddle one side, or you put your head in the middle, and you can, you've got both sides. I have to look, I, you, you're painting a decent picture, yeah. but I have to look one of these. I don't, I, do I don't have tri- an immediate reference to what you were talking about. That's amazing. I thought it was just a triangle when I was, I was like, No, no, it's you? a, it is, it is like, the, it is like that. That's a, that's a tri-pillow. Right. Yeah. But look it up. It's very, yeah. I will. But I get what you mean about pillows. So pillows again, I, I would take a, a seven out of 10 bed and an eight out of 10 pillow yep. over a 10 out of 10 bed, but a five out five of 10 pillow. pillow. Because totally. if I have a pillow that, you know, I, I'm not super pillow specific. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I sleep with one, sometimes I sleep with two. I can have one that's relatively flat. I yep. can have one that's kind of uh, more voluminous. Mm-hmm. But if you have like a lumpy pillow or a super hard pillow, yeah. I just have, I have nothing in there. Do you know what pillows I can't stand? It's like memory foam pillows. Yeah. I can't do them. Yeah. Because there's just not enough tangibility to it. I mean, obviously the whole point is the fact that you can sink into it and it like conforms to your head and body and shape. I can't sleep with those things. Mm. Just no thank you. Yeah. So yeah, bed, beds obviously, and you walk in and you, I mean, most of the time you think you know what you have purchased unless work has bought it for you. Yep. And you go like, oh yeah, that's pretty big. But you know, in our case, I guess bed and space combined, you know, there's, there's, uh, I guess bedside tables probably come into the bed category because it's True. all about. I mean, we've got three. We have one in the middle, one on each side, and the beds are not right beside each other and they're big enough and, and yeah, I think it's, you're right. Yeah. That's probably the the number two thing that you notice. Yep, exactly. Um, next, straight on, uh, just because it's going up that way, bathroom. Yep. Um, where, how big the bathroom is in size, how close is like the toilet itself to other amenities in the bathroom. Because, um, yeah, I've, I've got to say at our um, other hotel, um, the toilet is very next to the wall, next to the door. Um, so it just feels a bit like it's right there. Yeah. Um, but the shower is very big. Uh, and here, there's a bath. Mm. You had a bath last night. Like, it's those little things that, you mm. know, you might not necessarily have at home. Or if you do have a bath at home, congratulations. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, that's a lovely little kind of a little mm. sweetener mm. of something that you can do. But again, um, it depends on the design because oh, sometimes totally. I walk into a hotel bathroom again not you know i've privileged enough to stay in enough hotels in my life but mm-hmm. I don't go on work trips all the time where i'm in a hotel every second week yeah a lot of the times i'll work walk into a hotel bathroom and and be impressed by just a shower mm. so it doesn't ha- i don't necessarily think having a bath is always better than not having a bath because sometimes you'll be like wow the shower head comes straight down and it's yeah, huge yeah, 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 yeah. likewise there are hotel bath showers where you're like I'll never have a bath in there. Yeah. True. This is somewhere in the middle where it's, you know, it's, it, it's nice. You're like, yeah, the bath is big and I'll have a bath in that, but it doesn't compromise the shower itself. Totally. Very big mirror in there. Very big mirror in there. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I, I like that bathroom. Yeah, it's a good bathroom. Um, 
yeah, so, yeah, I think, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not, it really depends on how how much time you're spending mm. in your hotel mm. room. Isn't it interesting that with hotel rooms design generally, most of them conform to the, you walk in the door and the bathroom is immediately on your left or right. True. And then the, it opens true. up. Who decided that? Like, does it make more sense than having it in the back corner? Like, why yeah. does this make any more sense than... I guess it makes sense to have the bathroom closer to the hallway than the beds. You're, yeah. you're pushing the beds further away. I think it might have to do with the like structural integrity as well of the whole place and the sense of um, pipes mm. and things like that are all situated in the same, you know, in more of your central locations. Um, I could be talking out of my bum hole here, but mm. I really don't know. I don't know. Because it's no, my hotel and the other place, exactly the same. Yeah. Same place. At some point, someone decided the most sensible thing is this you walk is where it should be. And is yours on the left-hand side? Yeah. No, it's like it's exactly like this, yeah. except the kitchen is here. So I would say most, more than 50% of the time, you would walk into a hotel room and the bathroom's on the left. Immediately more than to the your right, left when you walk Specifically in. the left. If it's not on the left, it'll almost certainly be on the right. And a less than 10% amount of the time, based on my statistics... <laughs> Would it ever be anywhere else? That's so Probably you would have to have a big enough space, yeah. like a suite or some massive apartment thing, mm. that it would be almost in a separate room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But That's in a, a hotel room, I guess, I've had you know, square footage of what this Actually, would be. Actually, do you think it might have to do with the access of the cleaners? Yeah, maybe. If, if there's clean. Sorry, we come back to this point again. The fact is, is that our bedroom yesterday got redone in the sense our beds were made towels new little bits and bobs which we didn't want which we didn't we didn't want. actually want nah. for the environmental changing exactly a if you can shave off some work on someone's True. someone's day we don't you know have i would like to think that it would be 15 yeah. minutes less yeah, work for them exactly we don't need our towels redone we we don't need we certainly don't need the bottle tiny bottle of body oh wash my gosh yeah that got refilled us. um which was our fault but to our credit the only the 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 tags on the door yeah it's... there wasn't one that we thought we needed to put, put please out. don't service yes there yeah. wasn't one of those no we didn't put out the one that said please service and we thought that would be enough and it was not the case whereas today we we opted for the privacy please but even then they they still they listed, listed at the door. door which i know is a good service but you know we're trying to save the yeah, environment exactly um, um oh, look continuing on yeah. um it, this is yeah it's, it's hard i would probably next i'd go lighting yeah that's the one yeah when i was thinking about this yeah this is honestly what drove the question because i think that that is the main flaw of this room this room in particular it's just not quite bright it's enough. It's not bright it's enough. It's not quite eh? bright enough. I know what you and mean. And there's lots of lights. I yeah. mean, the so the beds have two headlights, which it's is these. great. That, that's great. Having these are two, great. Two, Love two, these. You know, if there were four of us in here, mm-hmm. four of us reading, we'd all have our individual lights. We'd all lights. have our own light. But other than that, there's there's only one top yep. down light that's the problem. in the lounge area, and it's small. And then there's two wall-mounted ones on the side opposite the bed. And then there's one sort of kind of as you walk into i guess the entrance mm-hmm. way which mm-hmm. makes it sound bigger that's mm-hmm. not yeah, yeah. and then there's a couple of weird sort of up lights on a ledge sort of facing up to the roof but those are very common th- yeah. those types of lights yeah i guess it's it's providing some sort of light but this one the down light needs to be bigger yeah 
Totally. Or oh, it needs to be more. Yeah, it's just it contributed to, to why I felt so tired in the evenings, I think. Because when I've woken up from these naps, I haven't been able to turn the lights on and be like, cool, it's bright enough. Yeah. Which is a shame because there's so many lights, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I've been in hotel rooms where you like, there's only one bedside light each. And, you know, it might be a lamp rather than those yeah, ones, which are mountain, which, is, which yep. is great. They might not have these ones, but lighting is so... Mm. Well, it's, it, I mean, it depends. It's like how you're saying, wake up from a nap, be able to turn the lights on and just go bang. Mm. Depends on what kind of mood you're trying to set, you know? You know, maybe you're trying to, you know, just kind of... Yeah, but none of them are adjustable lights. That would be another thing if you had if you had light Like switches. a dimmer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, I'm trying to set that mood. <laughs> well, you're the no, one that brought it up. I did, I did. <laughs> I, was, I was leading myself there. <laughs> but no, lighting is, is lighting. definitely important. Yeah, it is. Um, next, I would probably go... Um, I'd probably go decor. Mm-hmm. overview if yep. I'm working through that list in particular um, yeah I don't know I just want it to I want it to feel inviting yeah I want to feel like um, yeah this is uh, uh, like uh, this is stuff I want to stay here that's nice artwork yeah. artwork isn't important like it's not yeah. but it's still very much like yeah I want to <sighs> I can see myself staying here for how many days yeah. and how many hours so if we rattle through the design of this room the curtains are a dark brown grey colour yeah all brown the walls gray. are sort of an off white a yep. sort of classic cream eggshell yeah um, <laughs> no it's the, more grey the bedspreads are uh, sort of a, a relatively boring striped cream grey colour there's one Torp. piece of artwork on, on the wall which is Matt said it's quite nice it's nice it's quite nice it's nice um I, I, I do like the headboard. The headboards are nice. I like the headboard. Um, the sort of bedside tables are kind of fine. You know, then you've got the the carpet, which is just sort of a uneventful brown kind of greyish mm-hmm. carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I suppose you get into things which are less interesting to, to describe. I guess the two. I do quite like the two big mirrors. Yes, there's, two, there's a mirror on the back there's of plenty the door. of mirrors. Yeah, um, that's quite nice. But if you took this room and you made it all interesting blues yes or like a really bright i don't know green and brown room or something. yeah how much more would it improve it well then sometimes 10 percent yeah well, i mean because i i think that this boring this room is, is relatively boring, boring. no i know what you mean that's because it's all the same color yeah there's yeah. no accent yeah in this room yeah. and that's the problem yeah um i really like our room that we're staying in in wellington mm. um just because of the more like decorish options they've taken in terms of seats mm-hmm. and lamps mm-hmm. and artwork mm-hmm. there's artwork in that room it's um think of like a steel frame and the artwork itself is like copper like thick copper wires come together to create almost like a 3d abstract piece of art and it's like see-through into the wall Mm. so it's just these wires connected throughout this like big frame i want to i want to steal it and take it home with me but uh, obviously it is but but it is way too big and that is against the law um so but yeah it's little things like that that i'm like yeah this is this has got a certain vibe to it but you're right this room is slightly boring but like i said that's because it's all the same color there's not enough accents of color and i think it really does change that vibe like the like the lighting it changes the vibe of the room and i mean let's be honest we'll give our review we'll ratings and our reviews of this this room probably at the end of this but the the room 
does enough well yep. that I don't think about the decor at all. Totally. It's just when you're like, this could take it from a certain grade to a slightly better grade mm-hmm. just by changing the tone. But I guess you're appealing to the masses, right? And yeah. There'll be yep. some people that wouldn't like anything too brighter much. than this. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, last but not least on that big list before going into those other little amenities, um, is the view. Yeah. Obviously needs to have a window. Yeah. Of some sort. Have stayed in hotel rooms without windows. I have also been in an internal room before for a few days before I moved up to Auckland. That transitional period of when I was still doing the Shakespeare show and then before we moved up to Auckland. Um, yeah, we were in an internal room. It was horrible was bad yeah so i mean maybe this deserves to be higher on the mm. list for the pure fact of having a window but it's not just sort. having a window it's the fact that it's in french doors mm. no it's not they're not french doors it's a glass door yeah. that you can open mm-hmm. obviously we're on well i guess not we're on the ground floor so yes. it opens outside but mm. i guess if your hotel room had a balcony Mm. you would be able to step outside of the room outside and still be kind of in the room in the room threshold yeah totally yeah, yeah. so i mean, I mean I, view is probably not the right word i guess it's it's is there an extender space or what can you know if we were in a massive high-rise building on the gold coast and went to view the beach that would obviously oh, contribute totally and i think i think that's just it i mean yeah obviously a great view amazing but you're right it is more of windows and accessibility to the outside and things like that. being here on the ground floor and having a back door out onto the grass and a little patio area, I love that. And why do you love that? Because I'm a vapor. That's right, New Zealand <laughs> and international listeners. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to kind of just step out of the room and go for a good hoon. You know, it's 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 those little things that are like, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Not yeah. that there's a cigarette tray or anything out there that they can do, but there's no signs that says otherwise. But Anyway, we'll keep that between ourselves. And then it's just down to sort of amenities, right? Yeah, at least, this is the least, mm-hmm. TV and desk. It's fascinating, eh? Because we haven't once used that TV, because we have our laptops, yeah. we have our phones, yeah. and that's just, the, that's, just, that's just the day of age yeah. we live in yeah. right now, you know? Back, I remember staying in different hotels and motels, you know, before all of this, before having that talk when I was a kid and mm. stuff, it's like great to put the TV mm. on. You chuck it on, and mm. entertainment, you know, cable. If they, I mean, we were ruining that we didn't bring one. If they had an HDMI cord, oh, boom, game changer. Yeah, like, oh, totally. awesome, we'll watch the thing. But you're right, the age of the TV in the hotel room is, nah. is mostly done. Yeah, it's plugged in. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I haven't yeah. turned it on, but it's got the yeah. one, two, three, yeah. four. Yeah. But we said exactly the same thing at our other hotel. If we had brought an HDMI cable, we could have hooked our mm. our own stuff up. Yeah. That's why it's so important yeah. because you can quite easily entertain yourself yeah. at night or in the morning or whatever with your own technologies. Yeah. So, least for me. I think having a having a desk that you can actually work at. I mean, the desk that we are sitting at right now is big enough for us to have the mic in the middle, Matt's laptop on it, both of our notebooks, both of our beers. It's probably oh, what. Mm, not, quite a, not quite a meter you reckon that's me no a meter will no. be bigger than that close 900 though. yeah mil 900 mil yeah, yeah or, obviously centimeters yeah 90 we're working centimeters yeah 90, 90 centimeters couple of chairs um, and then I guess there's sort of a desk space beside the bed so if you had two people staying here on a business trip they need to do some work in the hotel room you, you could you could use it but obviously not important for us yeah what is important to me Earl Grey tea bags, baby. Oh, heck yeah. And yeah, yeah, food and drink. I think it's, you know, it's supplying the small stuff 
is very generous, mm. I guess, in Because there's a range of coffee and tea. Totally. You know, the fact that there's two different black tea bags mm-hmm. is better than one. Mm-hmm. No herbals, though. You know, sometimes you'll go into a hotel yeah, well, or a motel room and you'll be like, I'm going to pocket all those teas because there's a green tea and a mint tea and like a chamomile tea. You know, it, sometimes that'll just, you'll be blown out of the water by it. It's that classic impulsive young person thing like... Take what you can. I was, uh, I was, and that goes on to the uh, amenities in the bathroom. I was looking at those things being like, I wonder what ones I need and I could take. No, I don't need any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my what own you gonna stuff. What are you going to do with them? I've got my own. Well, yeah, that's just it. I don't know what I'd do with them. It's only <laughs> if you then are going to go on another trip to take them with you. Well, but if I you're am. going on a trip, then you'll probably get other ones somewhere else. True. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah, the bathroom amenities is a funny thing, eh? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, uh, not that it's important, but it's nice to have, and that's when it comes to, like, heating, mm. or, you know, the air conditioning, that kind of stuff. Is there random shit in your room that makes sounds while you're trying to sleep? Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. It's a small little comfort stuff. I mean, the fact that before we started this podcast, um, before it started to get dark, we chucked the aircon on, bumped the heat up, heated up the room, turned it off to record... And we're at a good, nice, warm mm. temperature. I mean, mm. you are in a jumper. Um, but yeah, it's it's those kind of small little things that you can kind of make you stay a little mm. bit more cosy. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess we're sitting in sort of a relatively cosy... I don't know what the internal temperature would be if we didn't have any heating. Probably around the 15? 15, yeah. 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 But I mean, if you're staying somewhere really cold in the middle of winter, you Heating's pretty important. If you're staying in Australia when it's 40 degrees, you better have some aircon, you know? True, yeah. It's getting cold, by the way, folks. It's getting cold. Winter is here. Yeah. Winter is upon us. Oh, actually, also the storms as well. We didn't talk about that at the Mm. top. Mm. Storm and rain has been crazy here in Wellington and the wide upper in New Zealand and the south. Tornado warnings. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um, Yeah, okay, so... I think we agree on pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. it's It's interesting how, you know, you go... If you go on, I don't know, Expedia or any of those kind of booking websites and you look at hotel rooms, mm. most of the time, all you really look at is, well, because it'll tell you the size of the beds. That's the sort of the the key <laughs> yeah. the key thing that is clear. And, you know, are you buying booking one bed or two beds? And are they singles or one singles or two singles, or two doubles? Yeah. And it will show you a space, but. You know, how much do you actually gauge until you walk in and you're like, oh, yeah, this is oh, quite this, spacious. Yeah, and that's not what I expected. Yeah, yeah, but we, I think our initial reaction when we walked in was, oh, yeah. Oh, this is yeah, nice. This will yeah, do. This will do. This will yep. be fine. This will do. And don't want to speak for you, but over the last few days I've been like, yeah, cool. I'm not getting antsy. I'm not no. getting finicky. I'm, no. I'm happy sort of with everything as it's going. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't actually feel the need to rate this hotel room. But, okay. But it's interesting, you know, because most of the time I would have stayed in hotel rooms when I was younger with my parents or with a partner. Mm-hmm. Being in a hotel room with someone that you doesn't fit either of those criteria, <laughs> even if they're a close friend, yeah. I feel like you're probably slightly more aware of everything like totally space and sharing the bathroom and yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so yep. it's been good to it's been good to you know we could be the I've, we don't need to there's so many people on youtube that go and rate hotels and stuff but <laughs> good for you people good for you well um, done giving us all the service yeah. that we need 
And we don't know what makes a hotel and what makes a motel. I tried to suggest that it was motels more designed for you to be able to provide food for yourself, like cooking, having a kitchen or something like that. But then we realized that there are sort of apartments and hotels that do that. And Matt thought maybe it was something to do with, he had thought of hotels as kind of being high rise, whereas where we're at is sort of a more bungalow ground floor mm. style thing as being more motelish. More but motel. we're staying at a hotel and yeah. we're on the ground floor and it's... I don't know. I don't know. If you know, you know, maybe our uh, American friends out there might yeah. have more of an understanding or yeah. anyone in general. Obviously, we could Google it and have a look and we might uh, still do yeah. that. Well. But if you, the listener, want to message us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you'd like to get in contact with us. Matt's us number know. is 02. No, 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 no. But let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Just came to me. I was like, you know what? Let's break down. Because, hey, look, special occasion, right? Who knows yeah. when the next time this will be? True, eh? true. But let's move on. You what are you watching? You want to do a what are you what watching? watching? I mean, i got to say I haven't been watching much. We've been rehearsing very hard over the last few weeks. Um, I might go first and rattle through because I know you have at least one thing to talk about. Yep. Um, I sort of finally got stuck into Atlanta season three. I know I talked about how it was being released and I was going back and re-watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, it's such a weird show. Yeah. In a good way. I still haven't watched Atlanta. In a good way. Mm. And you could watch season three without having watched season one or two, which is quite nice. Um, The story takes a massive jump in terms of timelines, but every episode is truly its own thing. Mm. Just, it's so weird, in a good way. (laughs) Um, Completely random movie watch, but I realized that we'd seen it and thought I'd give a shout out. Uh, Paddington 2 <laughs> oh, yes. just as good as Paddington 1 if not better I know it has one of the highest Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb scores out there but Paddington 2 very good um, completely random animated film rewatch the other night Fran and I felt like watching something and we didn't want to watch any of again any of the mainstream we were really angling at a sort of animated film that we hadn't seen and so oh, yeah. we rewatched Shark Tale oh what a movie it was quite good. Yeah. The animation itself was terrible, but I guess, you know, it was sort of DreamWorks yeah. a while when back. When was that? 2000? I'd say nine. definitely single digits. I'll look yeah. back while I, while I chat through. But man, that the voice cast, like, they had some big old names in Will that film. Smith, obviously, Will leading. Smith, Angelina Jolie, Angelina Robert yeah. De Niro. Yeah. Uh, they had Disney, was it Disney? No, not it Missy Elliott? No. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, one they, of the they had five or six huge names. Um, yeah. It was 2004. 2004. Will Smith, De Niro, Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Martin Scorsese, Renee Selweger. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty big... Like, that is versus, a 2000s cast yeah, right there. That's a pretty big, you know, top top six cast. But yeah, it was the first few scenes when I was looking at the animation. I was like, wow, we've come a long way with, you know... Oh, heck yeah. Digital. And digital... <laughs> entertainment <laughs> yeah yeah um but honestly it was a nice it was a nice light watch mm. uh master of australia has come back nice we're not massively sold on the whole fans versus favorite spiel it's a survivor classic which kind of works in the survivor sphere because you bring in fans of the program and people who've played before and there's the dynamic of of newbies versus newbie not newbies and you know will will they go the classic which is all the newbies saying kick all the old people out because you know they've already played before it doesn't really translate to master chef as well because fundamentally all the favorites are better more experienced more cooks experience. than the fans yeah. and you can just tell that they've tried they've tried to 
design the show in such a way that almost disadvantages the favorites mm. in a way to make it more even yeah in order to have some favorites get eliminated eliminated as well as the fans it just doesn't quite work i mean i don't mind it fran is hating it she's like <laughs> it's not fair it's not fair and i'm like well probably the fans are more interested in cooking with people that they know people that they sort of see as famous within the show than they are and having a better chance of winning the competition. True. And the thing it's funny with reality the opportunity, TV like that, yeah. it goes from the like, I want to win a million dollars type thing mm. to fast forward 30 seasons of Survivor or 10 seasons of MasterChef and it's like, I just want to be on the show be and on TV. meet my heroes. And Yeah, totally. Yeah, so we're rewatching that. I want to meet Jeff. Yeah. Um, Mr. Probst. And then the final thing, which we talked about last time, was Obi-Wan. First hey, two episodes yo. Same here, same on. here. Men and I are planning on watching episode three and four together uh, later on. Don't really feel the need to go into a massive review of it, but watched it with a few of my uh, my friends uh, when it sort of within the first 48 hours of it coming out and really enjoyed it. Again, as someone who enjoys the Star Wars canon, not a massive fan and the like have seen every film ten times and and can name all the planets and stuff. But you know, I'm I'm relatively invested in, in the canon. Mm. Um, I I I really enjoyed both of them, and I'm interested to see what comes next. Now that I think about it, I also rewatched Attack of the Clones episode two, which has been always always the sort of one that I thought was underrated. The oh, most. I I love it. Yeah, love four, it. five, six, probably all properly rated. Yeah. If anything, I would say I think two deserves to be closer to three in the rankings. Like episode yes. three is good. Yes. I don't think episode three is twice as good as episode two. No. Episode one is, I suppose, a kids' movie, but yeah. Clones has some really really good moments, mm. some yeah. terrible moments as well. But you know. Oh, it's cheese. Yeah. But it's great cheese. Well, it's just all the Anakin and Padme stuff. Yeah, sucks. exactly. Ex- extract that from the movie yeah. and everything else. I remember me being a little kid and being like, oh please lovers <laughs> give it to me I want that one day that's what I want I want sand in between my toes and fingers mm. oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's everything I've been watching yeah nice I'm going to lead on right with Obi-Wan Kenobi as well because in exactly the same boat um, yeah I really enjoyed it um, just for the pure fact of once again it just giving us something we've wanted and haven't seen before and this is what you know this is what um you know movie production studios and tv people they're able to do now is being able to just kind of give us go back and give us a little bit more canon um and the fact ewan mcgregor i I mean he was my favorite thing of the prequels he was he was my favorite character i love obi-wan um so to come back and give us a whole series amazing um and yeah i enjoyed the show um you probably should have watched it by now uh no i won't get into specifics but there's certain aspects of the show that i really love little nods and things um but if i am going to be honest and once again this is obviously purely because it's episode one and episode two um it it took a while to hit and it still hasn't quite hit yeah it's a slow burn slow burn but that's for a reason they've got to Mm. fill us in on what happened throughout all of this time and establish okay this is where we're going from yeah so it was a bit of a slow burn um but there are still moments in it and especially coming to the end of episode two where it's like okay sweet okay yeah this is this is the tradition this is where we need to keep going for the rest of the season um but episode one in the in the sense of just establishing what was going on great mm. loved it so looking forward to watching three and four later if if that's what we get to for the evening 
Um, weeks ago, we've talked about this before on the podcast, um, and Morgan hadn't seen it before, and I hadn't seen it in a very long time. Um, we watched Rent. Uh, which version? The original movie version. Mm-hmm. Um, was that early 2000s? I don't know, I've never seen uh, it. Ros- uh, Rosario Dawson, yeah. um, who is also playing Ahsoka, Oweo, uh, in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, because uh, we had talked about Tick Tick Boom, uh, Tick Tick Boom before, and you know everything that kind of led in with Rent and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'd seen Rent many years ago, um, and because we watched Tick Tick Boom and everything that came along with that, we were like, okay, let's watch Rent, the original Rent. Um, and yeah, it's definitely uh, a film. A, yeah, it's a <laughs> film. It, it's it's definitely a musical film of that time. Mm. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I kind of started to kind of drift away in a few places and then it would kind of pull me back and I'd kind of drift again. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a hard watch um, and it's not exactly how I remembered it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's that. I will rewatch Rent. I still haven't watched the um, Vanessa Hudgens live mm. version of Rent yet, so interested to give that a go potentially. Um, the third season of the USA, The Circle. Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, I've mentioned it before as if there was a um, game show of some sort, what would I want to be involved in? And that's The Circle. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode or you don't know what The Circle is about, it's basically getting a whole bunch of people into like a hotel kind of situation um, and they can either go in as themselves or or catfishes as other people because you can only interact with the other people in the show via a screen via communication you get given like a profile and you can chat with individual people as groups you get set certain tasks and things like that and you get um you rate everyone you get influence you become an influencer then you, you then have to vote other people off um and it becomes about you know connecting with other people in a social media mm. sense kind of vibe not actually knowing who is behind that profile so there's catfishes and things it's very very interesting when a guy and this has happened before when a guy is pretending to be a woman who is flirting with another guy and that other guy has no idea that it's a guy it's just it's little moments like that where it's very entertaining and interesting and i don't know it's a funny dynamic and i feel like i could do I, I feel i could do pretty well going as myself and you know representing myself pretty well over, kicked off straight away over some, yeah i would be i really would Next season, the USA of that is out, and am enjoying that. It's just a real light watch. Um, but my last big thing that I wanted to talk about, and I forgot to talk about this last week, um, because I was just talking about everything else, um, and that's Love, Death, Robots on Netflix, season three. Um mm. I love this show. Why do you laugh at that? Why are you laughing you at that? Because you just find such random shows and I yeah. don't mean that in a bad <laughs> no, I don't I mean that in a bad way I honestly don't because whenever you present these kind of shows they always they always sound fascinating and I admire your ability to say yes to watching random shows yeah. <laughs> just when you said love death I did not expect the third word to be robots, robots? I yeah. something no. else that's exactly the whole premise of the show I've talked about it briefly before um, but the third season of love death robots just came out it's an anthology series, which is very in line with what James and I have created for our show. 
It's an anthology series. Every episode is completely separate to everything else. They are either 5 to 20 minutes long. And they are all done by kind of independent film studios around the world. Um, So different studios and different artists and different animators. Um, They're all animated. It's not live action. You can see on some of them they've kind of gone that live action... um, mocap kind of vibe yeah uh, and then some are just completely animated yeah. in different styles and things um but the whole premise of the anthology series is that they either have to do with love death or robots or all three right or all two right um but it is very um abstract and um what's the word i'm looking for it's um it's not it's like uh, it's like abnormal. It's right. like unreal. A, a yeah. lot of this lives in um, like a dystopian world mm-hmm. or a just a just a strange world. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the robots kind of thing. It's it's yeah. It's I would say dystopia. All of them have their kind of dystopia storytelling in themselves. Um, so we're on to the third season. First season came out and it gave us like I think almost twenty episodes, I th- over ten episodes, and it was great. Second season gave us eight because it happened um, during the start of COVID, so there wasn't as many going out. Third season just got released and there's nine episodes. If you're gonna watch Love, Death, and Robots for the third season, I recommend Bad Traveling, directed by David Fincher. Oh, which was amazing when I saw that it was. I didn't realize going into watching it. Directed by David Fincher. Um, absolutely wacky story. The visuals were amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, just crazy. And then another another one in that series, the last of um, the ninth episode in, that, um, in the season, is um, Hibaro. Uh, which is basically a story of a deaf soldier. Um, and it looks like his kind of unit, his, his soldier, this is like, man, I I don't know. They almost look like the Spanish of some sort. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, all of a sudden there's a a siren in the water and the siren starts calling all everyone into the water, but he's deaf, so he can't hear it. Um, but it is a beautiful, like well-told story within the space of like 10 minutes. Um, and that's the kind of thing with all of these episodes is that they all kind of have their own, um, what's the word? It's not a, not a parable, but like they all really have like an underlying mm-hmm. meaning and message to them. Um, and they're really done in a, in a real interesting, specific way. If you, if you enjoy abstract, unreal, dystopian, strange, like it, like some, some episodes are gory. And some episodes are like sexy, like it's, it's, it really bridges the gap of, it's in the name, Love, Death and Robots. Um, easy watches, if you're into that kind of stuff, because mm. they're only five to 20 minutes long. So it's, I mean, Morgan and I got through the third season within one night. Yeah. Just bang, 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 bang. Tonight, yeah. It, great. But you've got to go in with the knowledge that it's, it's effed up. Like some of them are, are effed up. Some of them are really fun. Some of them are like real cute, and that's the that's the style they've gone for. Other ones are like, what the hell have I just watched? I just wanna, 
I just need to sit down yeah. for a moment and just think about what I just watched. And that's why I love it because it's so just nonsensical yeah. of just like how do people come up with the concept of these ideas? And that's why I love it. I mean, I'm very interested. I'm, I, I don't, I, you may have mentioned it before. I don't remember it. When you said Love Death Robots, I thought it was going to be a reality team. <laughs> no. No. Would you so imagine? Many of those, like cars, things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to be a, like, will a human fall in love with AI? I was thinking it was going to be like a, a, a fi- come in and fix old yeah. technology from the past type show. <laughs> love Death Robots. Which is part of why I laugh. But actually, that, nice. sounds, that sounds amazing. And it's a really cool concept for bringing different. I guess filmmakers and animators and stuff, TV show makers it's, together. Yeah, visually yeah. amazing. Yeah, some of some of the 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 short pieces are visually stunning. Whoa! Ooh, little ding ding time to finish, uh, which we will, which we will um, as we wrap up this episode from uh, the hotel <laughs> in Masterton. Um, mm. let's rank our beers. Yeah, it's right. I'm just you thinking right now. I've finished. You finished. I've finished my 440. Well, uh, you've had a hard day of of uh, acting. Acting. I've <laughs> saved a little sip because we did open a, a couple of packets of chips slash crisps oh, if you're in the UK, true. and I'm looking forward to crunching aggressively on some of those when the mic is off. Um, I've already decided on my score for this beer. Uh, first off, did you like it? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really nice. Very like, light. Very light, very different. Very light. And you know, if you were going to uh, a, uh, a bar or you know, a pub or whatever and you were buying multiple beers Easy. from there, yep. it would be one that maybe your second and you, or your third, you'd go, oh, I'll have that, it'll be a bit lighter. Totally. Kind of reminds me of a mango lassie, uh, which I guess is probably the tam- tamarind, yeah. right? There's yeah. a, a refreshing note there. And I've got to say, it is genuinely different. From yep. most of the beers we've tried on the show, which yep. is is no mean feat, because a mango hazy or a mm. peach hazy or mm. they can be really nice, totally. but not that original. This is genuinely original, mm-hmm. and I mean, in in tune with the, the sort of Jamaican Caribbean theme. Um, I'm going to give it an eight point one. Wow! Yeah, nice. Yeah, good score. Yeah, that's sick. I I I, I enjoyed it. Um. And yeah, coming back into mine, into my cast, what what did you think of it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, it was definitely not as one note as a lot of IPAs are. I mean, yeah. it says Tropicana. Tropicana. If you were to say to someone, here's a beer between an IPA and a hazy, I'd probably give them that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, no, if that had a ha- we've talked about this before. If they had hazy on the label, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. If it had an just IPA on the label, I'd be like, whoa, this yeah. is kind of in the hazy hazy direction. Um, I did enjoy it, but, you know, having had a decent amount of this beforehand, it did feel quite heavy in yeah, comparison. Totally. But, yeah. but it, that, that is what the beer is, you know. Leading towards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I really enjoyed this. And once again, I know I've enjoyed a beer because I've finished it. Yeah. It was, it was funny. The first sip was very tropical in yeah. nature. But as I went down the, the can, um, it kind of started to dissipate, mm. but not in a bad way. It actually just became really easy to drink mm. and very drinkable. Mm. Um, it wasn't, it, it was very medium IPA. It wasn't light. It wasn't heavy. 
Yeah. Um, it was it was it was very good. So and for that instance, I'm giving it an eight. Nice. I, I I really enjoyed that, and I thought you know if I was to go to a bar and I wanted something that I could very easily enjoy that was giving me just slightly something, it would be that. So yeah. I gave it an eight. Nice. Yeah. No, two solid. Two, two solid, solid beers. beers. Two, two solid, solid beers. beers. I think for both of our palates, as well. Yeah. Because we both yeah, yeah, enjoyed. Yeah different yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. we like a hazy yeah yeah but yeah. we do it we do have a different palette when it comes to it yeah, so yeah nice oh i'm glad that we haven't finally met you know we, we said in the last episode oh we'll find time we'll find time i mean the rehearsal period leading up to this was so oh, hectic we yeah. we i mean aside from my trip to auckland mm-hmm. where i stayed with you yes this is this is by far been the most amount of time we've spent together in a condensed period of time totally and it speaks to how intense this process has been that we haven't, we've never really had a moment to be like, oh, well, we'll do, we'll do a podcast. There's my alarm. Turn it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice to finally, finally do one. We have two more shows tomorrow, which will be nice. Hey. Um, uh, it'll be very different. Not a school audience, you know, general public. Um, general public in a bookstore. With literary heads. They're yeah. here for the festival yeah um yeah i mean there's not much more we can say about the show show really uh, just we, 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 we see it we're here no um <laughs> you can't you can't we're here um but yeah matt and i are going to probably go and get ourselves some takeaways mm. treat, treat ourselves we went out for a curry Thank last you. night which was very nice good curry uh, here yeah. in masterton spice Gosh. of india if you're in Oof. masterton the night before we went to cbk Kay. craft beer kitchen where we got burgers they were also good tonight vats thinking fish and chips and i'm not quite sure but it'll be a, it'll be a fast takeaway sort of situation on a friday night but um thank you thank you for this episode <laughs> i don't want to say thank you for the season because we're not finished yet we're gonna do two more shows True. and it could all go wrong True. um but yeah thank you everyone for listening as always we always enjoy doing these episodes where we're in the same room and um i guess i guess all that's left to be said is that from matt and myself from our mystery hotel room with uh, <laughs> with uh, eight spacing eight bed size uh, no I wasn't doing, <laughs> doing that moral of the story is from Matt and myself all that is left to be said is we will see you next time peace hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground